Welcome to a bonus episode that just absolutely had to be done. Uh, I snuck upstairs. It is Sunday morning, by the way. The regular episode has dropped a few hours ago, and this is a bonus episode. It's As I record this, it is uh, 11.15 a.m. I'm going to do 15, 20 minutes here and then uh, head downstairs and start making my pasta. So I've had sauce going all morning and doing fresh pasta this morning, so i got to get that all cut and got family coming over around 12.30, so... I got to get a move on here, but uh, I, I absolutely needed to break in and I needed to talk a little bit about John Huber because uh, the one of the most shocked I have ever been to see something come across my timeline was last night when the news broke that John Huber had passed away. I mean, one of Rochester's own, one of Rochester's greatest success stories, but more important than that, a husband, and even more important than that, a father of little kids. And I didn't know his his wife and his kids. I, I only got to meet them once very briefly at a, at a house show at Blue Cross Arena here in Rochester. And I mean, brief, you know, it was it was literally like 30 seconds. But um, I also, I believe that day at that house show, I think, because what happened was Billy DeTore and I from the Brother Wee show had been talking about going to this house show that was coming to the Blue Cross Arena. Mary from the Razor Sharks ended up saying, hey, guys, you know, I've got these tickets in the fam, family and friends section. Would you like to come with me? And so Billy and I met her at Dinosaur Barbecue, as you do before a Blue Cross Arena show, right? And then we went over to the arena, and we were sitting in, like, the third row for this house show, and we were in the friends and family section, and we were one or two rows, I think, behind the Hubers. And... um just very, very briefly got to meet them. Uh, I think John had a brother. I don't I, I don't know. Uh, I, one of the guys I met definitely had the exact same face as John. So I'm assuming that was his brother. But again, I don't know for sure. Uh, I cannot pretend to have been one of John Huber's best friends. But as I hope to tell you over the next few minutes here, John Huber had a tremendous impact on my life. And I think what we're seeing here over the last... I guess 12 to 24 hours as news has broke of his untimely passing is that he had a tremendous impact on a lot of people's lives. A lot of people loved John Huber and John Huber was the type of person who loved everyone. It just really seems like there is nobody who has a crossword to say about John Huber because here's the thing. We all kind of have that. You know, there are people in prominent positions who everyone loves, who I've rubbed elbows with a few times and thought to myself, huh, I don't know about this guy. It doesn't seem trustworthy. It doesn't seem right. You know, there's something, something's off about this guy. And I guarantee, by the way, I guarantee you there are people out there who think that about me. It's just sort of the way it goes. There's just some people out there who probably have seen me, you know, in some way, shape, or form succeed and have thought to themselves, that guy, really? You know, it's na- It's natural. It's natural that there's going to be naysayers regarding any human being. John didn't have a single naysayer. That's the crazy thing about him. And you might say, well, Paulie, have you interviewed everyone in his life? Okay, no, but I got to be around some of his circles. And there was nobody that didn't love this guy. Absolutely nobody. I had the opportunity to go into the IWF, a little local uh, independent wrestling thing at Brockport. At the, I think it was the Elks Lodge in Brockport. 
you know, a room full of guys. And here's the thing. People can be petty. People can be jealous. They can be petty. John Huber is a local wrestler who ended up making it to the big time. And you would think a lot of local wrestlers might have a sort of a, uh, uh, a jealousy towards that. Not a single one. Every one of them talked about him like he was the greatest thing ever. Because he treated everyone with respect. That was the thing. He treated everyone with respect. So why did he have a big impact on me? There's a specific reason. As I mentioned, Billy and I went to this house show. And we had been talking about it on the air. Mary from the Razor Sharks hit us up. Um, we ended up going to this house show. And uh, that was really when I first became aware of John Huber. Then we talked about him on the air as having made, been this guy who made it big. And this one time, because when Brother Weeze was off, we used to do this thing where I was the host of the Weeze show. And it was the same cast and crew. It was just Weeze was off. This one time I get a phone call from a guy on whatever topic we're talking about. And then later I get a Facebook message from John Huber saying that was me. And I didn't even think twice of it because at the time I didn't even recognize the name John Huber, you know. Um, then... <laughs> I think what happens is I get another Facebook message from him sometime later and he says, hey, man, I called the show once and Facebook messaged you and you've ignored me. <laughs> and I remember just being mortified and being like, oh, my God, John Huber was trying to get a hold of me and I didn't respond. To and I just like apologized profusely. And we ended up having him on the show, and he was wonderful. He was absolutely great on the Brother Wee show as a guest. Um, I had him on the uh, believe it or not I had him on the food and wine show and that's sort of the end of the story so I, I'll, I'll come back to this he co-hosted an episode of the food and wine show with me he actually did an endorsement for LASIK eye surgery with Dr. Robbins which I also did back on iHeartRadio and so I helped him record those commercials as well and really got got the chance then to be around him a little bit and uh and again I, I'll end my story with talking about what happened when I visited him in Tampa because that's really the that's really the big one. That's where things, that's where he had the, uh, the, the tremendous impact on me. But one thing I wanted to talk about that a lot of people may not realize regarding his professional uh, life is that when he left WWE and he was set to debut in AEW, it was a surprise. Of course, nobody knew it was going to happen. And there was a show, an AEW show coming up, and I, I believe this was, oh God, March, April maybe, of uh, this year, of 2020. And uh, it was set to be in Rochester. And Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee, our friend, John Huber, was going to debut at that Rochester show. And he did end up talking about that very briefly because he ended up doing the uh, Chris Jericho podcast. And I'll tell you the truth. He, he told me about this while we were in Tampa, that he was set to make this debut on this show. And we had scheduled where the very next morning he was going to come to the radio station and I was going to get to interview him. And I'll be honest with you, that was a huge opportunity that he was going to give me because he had a story to tell. And it was a story he really couldn't tell until he made that first TV appearance on AEW. And I was going to have the opportunity the next day to do a, a basically a tell all with John Huber about leaving WWE and appearing in AEW. That was the plan. They were doing Wednesday night. He was making his debut Thursday morning. He was coming to the radio station and we were recording this interview. I mean, we had it set. I remember very specifically it was set for, uh, you know, 9, 10 a.m., whatever the hell time it was. I mean, it was locked in. It was happening. And I was so grateful to him for that opportunity. 
Um, of course, as you know, the pandemic ruined everything. The show didn't end up happening in Rochester. Instead, he made his debut in front of no audience in Tampa, uh, not in Tampa, but uh, Jacksonville, where they do the AEW shows. And another little fun fact about that show is that that exact same show is the show that Matt Hardy debuted on. And when John Huber ended up doing Chris Jericho's podcast a couple of weeks later and talking about making his debut on AEW... He talked about how that show was set for Rochester and how both he and Matt Hardy were going to make their debuts that night in Rochester. I mean, this was going to be, I don't know if I can get this across enough, but this was going to be one of, if not the biggest wrestling show ever in Rochester because of how big, I mean, that place was going to explode when John Huber made his debut. And the fact that they were also going to throw Matt Hardy's debut into that same show unreal unreal and that was scheduled for rochester crazy and it got canceled and here's the other thing i remember that show got canceled like a week two weeks tops before it was supposed to happen i mean that was scheduled for i want to say march or early april and that didn't end up happening but it was last minute that that got canceled and oh did i feel bad for john because that would have just been such a great little homecoming for him such a great reward at the end of what he did which kind of leads me to my final story where I keep on saying he had this tremendous impact on me. And 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 here it goes. Um, so in early March, about, I guess, probably about four weeks before that AEW show was scheduled to happen at the Blue Cross Arena. And I mean, we're talking just before the pandemic, because I'm pretty sure we were in Florida the entire first week of March this year. We came back, had about one week of normal life, and then it was quarantine. And... Um, during that week in Florida, I was staying about an hour south of Tampa, and John lived in Tampa. He had moved from uh, Rochester down to Tampa, and um, I had asked him if he would meet me for a food tour, uh, the Tampa food tour, and then we would uh, we would co-host it, you know, together basically. And he said yes, and I ended up going up with my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and then we met John, and we did this t- food tour, three four-hour food tour throughout Tampa. And it was on this food tour where he had this impact on me that was long lasting. Uh, Basically, what it was, was John had left the WWE, which is the absolute dream job for any professional wrestler. And he had landed it. He had been in his dream job, but then he had chosen to leave it and bet on himself. Right. And you can probably already see where this is going for me. And he had written an open letter a few months prior when he had asked for his release from WWE, where he spoke a little bit about the frustrations he was feeling with WWE. And you can probably still find this letter, but and I don't remember it exactly. And I haven't read it since he, he put it out. So I should have read it before the podcast just to be fresh. But basically, he, he had just said, look, I just, you know, I, I it, it's obvious that uh, we don't see eye to eye here. I'm going to move on. I'm going to bet on myself. And um I was having those exact same emotions at that exact same time about myself in radio. I had felt for quite some time at that point, so we're talking about early 2020, I had felt for quite some time as if I had just kind of done everything I wanted to do in radio. Uh, The only stuff that I still wanted to do was stuff that my management just wasn't willing to let me do. And I was just feeling very frustrated, creatively frustrated. Um, I was feeling pretty frequently lied to. Uh, I just had a lot of, I guess, you know, really just, just a ton of frustration regarding my situation. And when he wrote that letter, I saw it as 
very much so a mirrored situation that he was dealing with in the WWE where he's saying, look, I get it. I get that this is my dream gig, but it's not all it's cracked up to be. And I want to go and I want to be me. And that was where I kind of felt the same exact way. And so when we met in Tampa, um, I asked him about it. And, and he and I spoke very candidly about betting on yourself, about leaving the easy sort of, you know, guaranteed salary. In his situation, it was different because he had a guaranteed big salary. My salary was guaranteed small, but he had a guaranteed big salary. And, you know, we talked about... Um, we talked about that. We talked about leaving that situation where you have this sort of safe, you can almost see your future. It's almost a cakewalk. It's just easy. You can do it forever, you know? And uh, I was there and, and you bet on yourself instead. And, and I asked him pretty specific questions. And of course, it's none of my business now to tell you what his very specific answers were. But what I can tell you is that in the grand scheme of things, uh, the advice was, you have to bet on yourself. And I remember very specifically after the last stop, after we had kind of talked about this for a couple of hours off and on, and of course in between, you know, we're having a drink or two, we're eating some stuff. I remember one funny little side note about him was that we ate shrimp at one of our stops, and he told me he didn't eat any seafood. And if I remember correctly, and maybe one of his family members can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure he says he, he told me he didn't eat seafood and that he never ate shrimp ever like in his life and that was the first time and I was like who what I'd never heard of that anyway um at the end of the food tour we walk out we're on the street corner and he's getting ready to go back to his car and he's gonna head home and my brother-in-law and I are gonna go hit a couple of breweries and I remember just right before he leaves he just goes hey man you gotta think of it this way if you don't do this, meaning if you don't leave radio, if you don't do this, are you going to be able to leave with yourself? Live with yourself? If you don't leave, leave radio and follow this dream of yours, and take advantage of this situation that has presented itself, are you going to be able to live with yourself, or are you going to regret that forever? And I said, I'll regret it forever if I don't do this. And then he said, and think of it the other way: What if you stay in radio? You know, are, are you going to regret? Oh, well, no, what he said, no, the other way, he goes, think of it the other way. If you leave radio, are you going to regret having left radio? And I said, I think it's highly unlikely. I think I'm pretty burned out. And here we are almost a year later, and I can tell you, I've not for a moment regretted leaving radio. He was right. He was 100% right. And he had told me that's where he was coming from on it. You know, at that time, he knew AEW was, you know, at the, in fact, it was that day, and this is just a fun fact for you wrestling nerds, that day, while we were at dinner, he was emailed his intro video for Brody Lee. Um, so he actually got it while we were at dinner. He got to see his uh, intro video for the first time. Anyway, um, that was where he was with the AEW thing. It was this thing of, like, if you don't do this, are you going to regret it? And the answer was yes. He would regret it for the rest of his life. And I, I just said that's the answer right there. It's just if I don't do this, if I don't leave radio, and I don't go, you know, become this business owner and this, this, you know, I have this opportunity to own a plant, a factory. If I don't go do this, I will regret it for the rest of my life. That came from John Huber. He took a leap similar to the leap I took. He was comfortable 
in an easy career that he could have done forever making good money. He could have done that forever. And he took a leap and bet on himself because if he didn't, he'd regret it forever. And I did the same thing. And right after I did it, right after I did it that day, people were reaching out to me all day, all day to tell me, uh, congratulations, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the text conversation I did have with him. Here we go. Friday, May 1st. This is the day I left radio. I texted him. Just wanted to let you know I pulled the trigger today on the stuff we talked about in Florida. Also wanted to let you know that you were an honest-to-God inspiration for that. I saw some similarities in our stories, and watching how you dealt with it with class was truly inspiring. He wrote, bro, with about eight congratulations, with about eight exclamation points, and then he said, congrats. I said, thank you, and congratulations to you as well. You've made a hell of a splash. He said, I think the situations are very similar, and I think you 100% made the right choice. I said, definitely. You asked me if I could live with myself if I didn't do this, and I told you no. I know if I didn't do this, I would have regret it forever. He said, exactly. If I stayed with WWE, it would be settling. And when I was drunk at 75 on the beach, I would have regretted it. (laughs) With the support you have, you made the right call. That's what he said. I said, I was overwhelmed today. I can't even believe how many people reached out to me. That was pretty cool. Is the first day in my life I experienced literally being unable to keep keep up on social media. Uh, He said, yeah, that's another indication of making the right choice. Um I said, anyway, thanks. You Honestly, you really did inspire me when you guys come to... T- anyway, blah, 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 blah. So that was about it. Anyway, John Huber, rest in peace. This is devastating. It's awful. Um, you lived a great life. You touched a lot of lives. You accomplished more in your life than most people will accomplish in their lives. And it is tragic that you're not going to be around for the rest of your kids' lives, but you have put hours and hours and hours of your life on tape Your children will be able to watch you for their whole lives. They will be able to grow up with you and see you always because of what you did and where you put yourself. You are in good hands, man, and your kids are in great hands because that entire locker room is going to take care of your kids for the rest of their lives. And of course, while I don't know her, I do know her secondhand, and all I know is that Amanda Huber sounds like the second most amazing person I've ever heard of in my life. Congratulations. You had more impact in your life, in your 41 years, than most people have in 82 years. Rochester loves you. The world loves you. Rest in peace, my friend.